person in this room than anywhere else. It's on your radio right now. Do you know how to pop that coochie for a good There you go. It's the world's most dangerous one to show. Got the cameras on mother. Good morning, Angela Yee. Good morning, DJ MV. Charlemagne the God. Peace to the planet. It's Monday. Yes, back to the work week. Yes, it is. And it's almost cancer season, goddammit. One more day until all of us sensitive, emotional cancers have our season. Okay? Well, happy Monday. That's right. Yeah, happy Monday. How was everybody's weekend? What you guys do? I went to the finale for the Tribeca Film Festival, and I saw Dave Chappelle's documentary. What is that about? I, I mean, because this is the first time I heard about it this week. What is that about? So it's basically a documentary. You know how he was doing those shows where he's from in Yellow Springs, Ohio, during the pandemic? Yes. And what he went through to set those shows up for a lot of comedians. They hadn't performed during the whole pandemic. Going out there was the first time they had performed in a long time. And so everybody was coming out there. Tiffany Haddish, Chris uh, Chris Rock, uh, Dave Letterman. And so it's basically some of those stand-ups, like the journeys that they had during the pandemic, but also the city was mm-hmm. kind of, the town was kind of against it. Some people were for it, some people were against it, and so it was all the drama that went into making those shows happen. So he basically just documented that whole experience? Yes. Interesting. It was pretty good, and he, you know, Dave loves a good uh, performance afterwards, so then he had people performing after they showed the documentary at Close Out the Tribeca Film Festival at Radio City oh. Music Hall, and it was like, uh, Ghostface performed. Okay. Wow, the greatest MC of all time. Well, my, my my personal favorite MC of all time. You know, I love Ghostface. Um, Fat Joe performed. Talib Kweli performed. Dope. Yes, uh, Clark Kent was DJing. I'm trying to think of who else. Red Man performed. Mm-hmm. Would do it all. So yeah, he had it. You know. See, that's a nice yeah, groan. And Q-Tip, Q-Tip performed. That's a nice groan function. That's a nice groan event. Okay. I like the sound of that. Mm-hmm. And then we had an after party. He, I saw the RZA was there. Mary J. Blige was there. It was cool. So you was out out this weekend. Okay, yeah. Yeah, I went to a movie screening. Everybody, things are open. I walked in this building this morning and all the uh, COVID protocols that used to be here, like, you know, when you walked in, it was like the hand sanitizer and like, I don't even know what that other stuff was in the lobby. All that's gone. Yeah, Mm -hmm. all done. But you did have to be fully vaccinated and take a COVID test to be able to go. You oh, yeah, to have your vax COVID card. Mm-hmm. Oh, you had to have your vax card with you. Yeah, in the building now, uh, before there was a big sign that you had to wear a mask. I don't even see that sign anymore when you walk in the building. That was going last week, actually. Well, yeah, because in the city, in New York City, they actually got rid of that. If you're vaccinated, you don't have to wear a mask. I'm also noticing that they're not giving you back the results of your test no more. They're taking them, but they're not giving them <laughs> back. Yeah, anybody else noticing that? I actually swabbed myself for my last COVID see test. See what I'm saying? <laughs> what? That's what I'm telling mm. you. I've noticed that. They're taking the test. Swabbed myself. And they're just not even giving you the results back. It's like, okay, this is, we just did it to say we did it. All right. Well, let's get the show cracking. Stephanie Mills will be joining us The this legend. Morning. Okay. We're going to start off this Monday morning with some OG wisdom. Some positivity. Uh, with some light. All right. That's what Stephanie Mills is. She's a light. And she got a new single out, too, called uh, Let's Do the Right Thing. Mm-hmm. Come on now. 
All right. Well, we got front page news. What are we talking about? Well, let's talk about sports, sports, and sports. We'll talk about a trans weightlifter who has been selected for the Tokyo Olympics. See what you think about that. Also, Shikari Richardson, she uh, won her first Olympic berth, and she won the 100 meter. But she was going through a lot of personal issues during that time. I'll tell you what that was. All right, we'll get into that next. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne Tha Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Let's get in some front page news. Now, in basketball, the Bucks beat the Nets 115-111. Say, Say it again, you bastard. Say it again, you bad bastard. Say it again. The Say Suns beat the Clippers 120 no, 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 no. Stay on that Nets Bucks score for a second. Beat the 76ers 103 96. Stay on that Bucks uh, in, uh, over the Nets in seven, like Lenard said they said would you happen. You were saying six at first. I never said and then, that. Yes, you did. Daniel, you Daniel, run the tape back. Why would they six. lie like this? Wait, I, wasn't he saying six at no, first? No, I, said, I never point. said six. I yes, said he was. At seven. first he was saying he in six. He said seven. No, Daniel. Said seven. And then he changed it to in seven. Daniel. No, he said seven, and then when Kyrie got injured, he said this might happen in six. I but said, said Bucks seven. in seven the whole way through. He, he said seven. Please. Lucky okay. guess. Not, Not a lucky six. guess. Now, I, now I know what I Cowboys fans feel like. I watch back. No, you don't know what Cowboys fans would feel like because Cowboys have not been uh, uh, predicted to win a championship in the past 20 years. I would have said that they're predicted to win. The Nets the were absolutely the favorite to win Without the championship. Injuries, though. Man, stop. Okay. They were favored to win. They were favored to win. Exactly. They had four superstars, yeah. well, three superstars. Three. And then Blake Griffin. I mean, they, even with an injury, they were still selected to win. And I mean, by the way, Kyrie Harden and. Kevin Durant, they were selected to win. They were supposed to win this year. Even with Harden, Harden, Irving, and Durant haven't even played eight games. They played eight games together throughout the whole regular season. So you knew that all three of them probably weren't going to be together in the playoffs. Okay, but even if they all had played together, I still would have picked the Bucs to win just because the Bucs do a lot of things better than the Brooklyn Nets. Now, if they were all healthy, healthy, I I don't think Brooklyn Nets. Well, shout out to our Brooklyn Nets. Okay. you You can't outscore everybody, man. That's it. That's what. That's how the Nets have been winning all year. They've been outscoring people. You can't outscore yeah, everybody. Healthy. You got to play healthy. defense. Well, since we're talking about that, let's talk about the 76ers. Let's talk about Ben Simmons. Uh, and here's what Doc Rivers had to say about Ben Simmons and whether or not he can lead a championship team. Doc, you think Ben Simmons can, can still be a point guard for, for a championship team like the one you guys want to become? Yeah, David, I don't know that question or the answer to that right now. Um, you know, so I don't know the answer to that. I feel bad for Ben Simmons. Uh he just didn't show up. He hasn't showed up all year. I mean, the fact that he's supposed to be a superstar in the Philadelphia 76ers and I think scored eight points or something like that. Yeah, he didn't show up last night. Well, he's he didn't show up all year. He's an all-star. Here's what Joel Embiid but he didn't show up when it was needed. About Ben Simmons passing up the layup. I'll be honest. Um, I don't know how to say it. Um, but I thought the turning point was just, you know, we had a... Uh, an open shot, and you know we missed. Uh, we made one free throw, and uh, we missed the other, and then they came down and scored. Well, yeah, and see, I I think Ben Simmons is is yeah he was an all star, <laughs> but he's a, he's a stats patter. Like if you look at it, and there's no disrespect to him, he averaged 14 points a regular season. Uh, that's you you consider that all star? 14 I mean, points he, when you're he, when you're a guard. He was an all star. I don't to tell you. All right, now let's discuss Shikari Richardson. She won her first Olympic berth in the Olympic trials in the 100-meter performance on Saturday, and she was going through a lot personally. Here's what she said after her win. My family has kept me grounded. This year has been crazy for me. Just last week, losing my biological mother, and I'm still here and still choosing to pursue my dreams, still coming out here, still making sure to make... The family that I do still have on this earth proud. And the fact that nobody knows what I go through. 
Mm, dropping a clue Only 21 her. years old. To be able to push through that, mama dying last week, whoa. All right, now let's talk about Laurel Hubbard. She lifted uh, 628 pounds in two lifts on the way to qualifying in the women's super heavyweight division for the Tokyo Olympics. Uh, but she is among five weightlifters that has been confirmed Monday in New Zealand's team for Tokyo. At 43, she'll also be the oldest weightlifter at the Games and will be ranked fourth in the competition on August 2nd. She is a trans woman, though. She's competing as Gavin, Gavin Hubbard, which is her, that's her birth name. So she set national records in junior competition uh, transition eight years ago at the age of 35. She has since met all of the requirements of the International Olympic Committee's regulations for trans athletes and fair competition. So they do have these conditions. Those who transition from male to female are eligible to compete in the female category, but you have to have declared your gender identity as female. That cannot be changed for a minimum of four years. You also have to demonstrate that your total testosterone level is below a specific measurement for at least 12 months prior to the first competition, and Hubbard did meet those standards. So, of course, this was causing some controversy in the weightlifting community. They said this does not guarantee fair competition because a maximum reading of 10 nanomoles per liter of testosterone is at least five times more than a biological woman. This is something that's been an ongoing debate when it comes to trans athletes. All right. Well, that is your front page news. Bucks in seven. Get it off your chest. 800 <laughs> no, 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 no. Play, 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 play it, play it, uh, Drum. Play it. Uh, this doesn't mean anything, but. Shut up. Next in the uh, Bucks play tonight, right? Uh, yes, yeah. tonight at 7.30. All right. Bucks and seven. That's my prediction. I know we have audio of him saying six. You also, also. said Bucks and six. Could y'all stop yeah. this lie? We did. No, when, you did. When, when Kyrie well, Irving got hurt. No. What out. I actually said was when Kyrie Irving got hurt, I said the Bucks could win in six, but I'm going to stick to my seven. That's exactly what I said. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't Man, know whatever. That. Bucks can, and seven. Let's find that. It's amazing how y'all just can't take y'all L's. Just take the yeah, L. Who's taking the L? Okay. A bunch of hype beasts. New York hype beasts. That's why Supreme was so big in New York. Because y'all get so hyped over things. But Supreme actually, was big everywhere, sir. Thank you. Not yeah, like in New, not York. Just in New York. It was big everywhere. Not like in New York. It a get it off your chest. 800-585-1051. If you need to vent, hit us up now. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. This is your time to get it off your chest, whether you're mad or blessed. 800-585-1051. We want to hear from you on The Breakfast Club. Hello, Hello who's this? This is Liz. Hey, good morning. Get it off your chest. <laughs> I'm so tired of you guys talking about basketball. Well, it's the playoffs. We got a, we got a, a couple more weeks left, mama. I'm so freaking over it. Like, you can turn on any <laughs> social media and you can see it. It's the, play, it's, the, it's the playoffs. There's a couple of more weeks left. We mama. watch basketball. Not, every, not everybody cares about basketball. Yeah, but there's millions and mil- tens of mi- hundreds of millions of people who do. I think we all kind of care, so it was a big deal. I don't care as much now that the Brooklyn Nets aren't in it, so. Yeah, pretty much. I feel like if your favorite team is gone, then you should stop talking about it. That's not true. All right, that's no, a deal for me. This, this, still entertaining. <laughs> this is one of the most enjoyable playoffs in a long time. What's the point in watching it if your team already lost? Like You just like the sport. That's it. Well, what's right, your favorite would have like been, been, been quiet. I love playing basketball, but I don't, I don't watch it at all. Okay. Well, what do you want to really talk about? What do you want to talk about? What do I want to talk about? Mm-hmm. Just that basketball thing. See what I'm saying? See, all you know is what you don't want. You didn't even bring. You didn't have to hang up on a drum, but you you didn't have to bring. You didn't even bring nothing else to the table. You can't complain about something and not have something better to talk about. We needed a solution. (laughs) Hello, who's this? Manager Mike. What's up? 
Manager Mike. Mike. What's talk up, to him, Mike. Hey, talk to him. They know Bucks and seven. We already said it's all the man. They already know. Now they trying to tell about you said Bucks and six. My brother, you ain't say that. I know. You ain't say it. Can we find that audio, please? I know. Yeah, you ain't gonna there, get brother. it. They, they, they just want to. They just want to find something. Now, hey, yo, now I'm gonna tell y'all another one. Oh, Bucks Lord. and five. I was thinking a sweep, but I can see Atlanta winning a game. Yeah, one, they, 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 they may get one. They, what? They may get Atlanta's one. been surprising me, though. I ain't going to lie. Atlanta's been surprising me. They've yeah. been playing some great Yeah, basketball. but the Bucks defense is too good, man. The Bucks' defense is yeah, too good. You have to understand who the, uh, who, who the Hawks have played. They have played the uh, New York Knicks that honestly had a good season. So, look at them, what they had up there this year. But they wasn't ready, and then the seven the they just I don't I don't know what happened to them. Yeah, being Simmons and how they were playing. So, but they ain't playing the Bucks, baby. They yeah, nobody on the, the Bucks. nobody on the Buck, uh, nobody on the Hawks can stop uh, Giannis. Nobody. No. no. All hey, right. Well, thank you, bro. Y'all, man. Yes, sir. All right. Get it off your chest. 800-585-1051. If you need to vent, hit us up right now. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. This is your time to get it off your chest. Whether you're man or black. Stay with your chest. We want to hear from you on The Breakfast Club. So if you got something on your mind, let it out. Hello, who's this? Hey, man, it's Tyler. Hey, what's up, Tyler? Get it off your chest, bro. What's up, what's up, Envy? What's up, Yee? What's up, Charlamagne? What up? Peace, King. Hey, man, hey, um, I'm a truck driver. I've been driving for the past four years. I tried hooking up with your uh, your guys from Earn Your Leisure, and uh, I wanted to see if it was okay if I could put my cash app on there because I, uh, I was fighting to get custody of my nieces and nephews. Their, their mother's uh, drug addicted and neglected, neglecting them. And I wanted to see, because I used my savings and my rent for the past year to uh, pay for a lawyer. I wanted to see if I could, uh, if, if the breakfast club could help me out. Sure, put it out on the air, buddy. My my cash app is uh, Royalty Rice. Royalty Rice? And, no, Rice is like, you know, rising, like elevating. Oh, got you, got you, got you. Yeah, won't work. Also, I got a, I got a couple questions for you guys. Okay. Um, I got one for Envy first. Envy. Yes, sir. This is a, this is a old, this is an old question I've been like, I wanted to ask you. It's pretty funny. You remember back in the day when they was making those lifelike sex dogs? They yeah. still make those. Yeah. I was waiting for Ye and Charlamagne to make a joke at you. How would you feel? No disrespect, but how would you feel if Ye bought a Maxwell-looking one? That's wild. That's a Maxwell sex doll? That's a wild. That's what you've been thinking about? Yeah, that's wild to be thinking about early in the morning, <laughs> bro. I'm just, I'm just saying. I just thought it was funny because you well, guys always get on his head about how that's is like a... Uh, you making him mad right, right now. That you was, making him mad yeah, right now. <laughs> he loves his, his albums. But how would you feel if your boyfriend made a sex doll of Maxwell? How would that make you feel? <laughs> and be tight. Don't play with him. I'm just asking. All right, all right. I apologize. Also, one more thing. I want to ask all three of you. What books are you reading right now? Oh man, right now I am reading um my grandmother's hands. Mm -hmm. That's what I'm reading right now. I just finished reading The Sword and the Shield by Dr. Peniel Joseph, and right now I'm reading a book called My My Grandmother's Hands: Racialized Trauma and the Pathway to Mending Our Hearts and Bodies. Really good read. Nice. NBE, would you? Are you guys reading anything? I just uh, got Carmelo's new book. My friend. Um, D. Watkins actually just wrote it. It's coming out in September. He just gave me a copy over the weekend. So I'm reading Carmelo Anthony's book. Oh, nice. 
a book called Flipping Keys. I, I don't know if you know this gentleman. His name is Caesar. He talks about his struggle <laughs> through real estate and how he started from nothing and now has a real estate empire worth uh, millions and millions and millions of dollars. Yeah, I know Caesar. I'm planning on, uh, like I said, I'm a truck driver. I'm planning on buying a property in Vegas, outside of Vegas real soon. All, All right, my brother. Well, have a good morning, Well, you man. keep on keeping on, sir. I appreciate it. Hey, one more time. As royalty rises, if you guys can help me out, I'm really trying to get out of debt. I really think you're trying to buy a sex doll. That's what I really think you're trying to do now, bro. <laughs> nah. That's what you want. You want that money to buy a sex doll. I ain't putting no money in your cash app. Get it off your chest. 800-585-1051. If you need to vent, hit us up. Now we got rumors on the way? Yes, and let's talk about Kevin Hardy was sitting down with Will Smith for a special Father's Day Red Table Talk. And listen to what he had to say about what his daughter told him about her mom and to kind of chill out. All right. We'll get into that next. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. This is the Rumor Report with Angela Yee. Rumor has it. Rumor, 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 rumor. On the Breakfast Club. So listen up. I had the real. Well, it looks like Nick Cannon is about to have his seventh child. Alyssa Scott confirmed reports apparently that she is pregnant. She posted a picture on Father's Day. On her Instagram story, and there's um, it's a maternity photo, and it looks like it's Nick Cannon in the picture. His face is turned away, but you know it's his tattoos and everything in the picture. He already just had his fifth and sixth children, the twins, uh, twin boys Zion Mixolodian Cannon and Zillion Air Cannon with Abby De La Rosa. So now number seven. You know, dropping the clues bombs for Nick Cannon. Salute to Nick. He can definitely afford them. Okay, he's out here spreading his seed. I wonder what the strategy is with this, though. Because Nick doesn't do anything for no reason. It's the science behind this, and I can't, I can't wait for him to explain what it is. <laughs> All right. Uh, well, Tyler Perry and Bishop T.D. Jakes have made some real estate moves. The two are receiving the green light from Atlanta officials. They're going to purchase over 130 acres in the city through two separate deals. Uh, Tyler Perry is buying about 40 acres at Fort McPherson, an old U.S. Army base. He plans to develop an entertainment and shopping district. He's going to have theaters, retail shops, restaurants. And Bishop T.D. Jakes will see him purchasing the remaining 95 acres. That's when he's going to do his own development project in affordable and workforce housing. That's amazing. I, I love it. Unity and group operation. Incredible mm-hmm. to watch uh, Bishop T.D. Jakes and Tyler Perry come together to buy all that land. All right, now Kevin Hart was on with Will Smith, and amongst the things that he was discussing was his daughter, Heaven, his 16-year-old daughter, checking him when it comes to how he would speak on his ex-wife, Tori Hart. I had to really understand my daughter's side. You know, Mm -hmm. my daughter had a talk with me about her mother that rocked me. She checked me. She said, I want you to stop saying because when you say these things, Dad, this and this and this. Yeah. But honey, I don't mean that. Like, I'm just talking. Doesn't yeah. matter, Dad, when you say these words. You it, unleash dogs on people. But honey, yeah. what are you talking? Yeah. This is yeah. it's me. I'm being, I'm just being myself. But Dad, you can't. Mm. That's a very good point. Because a lot of times parents go back and forth on social media and you know, in interviews and say negative things, you got to think about how it affects the kids. Yeah, you got to listen to the mm-hmm. kids, bro, because, you know, we all used to say in this business is just entertainment, but newsflash, it's not. Like, these are real people with real lives, and sometimes we have no idea how we are traumatizing folks. So I'm glad uh, Kevin received what his daughter was telling him. It's a lesson that everyone in this business learns eventually. Now, another thing he discussed was his cheating scandal. He cheated on his current wife, Aniko Paris, and here's what he had to say about that. 
you don't realize the impact that your mistakes can truly have. Yeah. When the kids get involved, yeah, man. it's a different feeling, it's a different opinion, it's a different emotion. And through my public debacles, when your child yeah. shows disappointment mm. and now you realize that there's a different emotional cord that can be pulled on you that nobody else has the privilege of ever touching. Yeah. And my daughter touched on that cord, man. You know, when me and my wife went through what we went through, yeah. my talk with heaven. Yeah. God damn. Getting my daughter back, getting my daughter to understand that I was sorry, that I made a mistake, that was real. Mm. Yeah, man. You live and you learn. You're not just traumatizing, you know, your significant other. You're definitely traumatizing yep. the kids. When, yep. When Been there. Had those conversations. Lord, have mercy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. Well, I'm sure this was a great relatable conversation for a lot of people. Omarion has announced the Millennium Tour is coming back this fall. Are you excited for that? Millennium Tour 2021. Finally, we back. He posted as well as the entire tour schedule. So it will kick off October 1st in L.A. and it ends November 26th in Vegas. He'll be co-headlining with Bow Wow, Ashanti, Ying Yang Twins, Lloyd, Sammy, Pretty Ricky and Soldier Boy. People will really be hyped for the Millennium Tour, though. Don't they do it. Is B2K back together though? Are they cool now? Are they did they work their problems out and their differences out? Can we answer those questions for you? I don't know where they're at right now. Mm. <laughs> All right. Well, that is your rumor reports. All right. Thank you, Miss Yee. Now we got front page news coming up. What are we talking about? Yes, American Airlines has canceled hundreds of flights, and we'll give you the details on why. Also, get ready. Are y'all ready to shop? Well, Amazon Prime Day 2021 is coming up. All right, we'll get into that next. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Let's go. It's time to wake up. Yeah. It's The Breakfast Club. It's going down. Hey, it's Angela Yee. Don't let weak hair hold you back. Carol's Daughter's Goddess Strength Collection supports hair as it gets longer for hair that's 15 times stronger after one use. Available at carolsdaughter.com and your local retailer. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Let's get in some front page news. Now, over the weekend, NBA. Now, the Bucks beat the Nets 115-111. Say that a little slower, please. And salute to Milwaukee while you're doing that, all right? Milwaukee, the first city to ever take a chance on syndicating this ghetto-ass morning show called The Breakfast Club, okay? Drop on the clues bombs for Milwaukee and the Bucks. The Suns beat the Clippers 121-14, and the Hawks beat the 76ers 103-96. Y'all don't have the same energy when the Nets lose. I don't like it. I like that cocky energy that y'all be having when the Nets was up 2-0 and then when the Nets won game five. I like that energy Angelina and Envy had. Y'all don't have that I still now. love my Brooklyn Nets. I always will. But you got to be shooting even when they down. I'm a Cowboys fan, and I still act like we're going to win the Super Bowl every year. Okay? And we look at you like you're crazy. But what else we got, Yee? All right. Well, the Buffalo Bills' Cole Beasley said he'd rather retire than get the COVID-19 vaccine. He posted, everyone, hi, I'm Cole Beasley, and I'm not vaccinated. I will be outside doing what I do. I'll be out in the public. If you're scared of me, then stare clear or get vaccinated. Point blank, period. I may die of COVID, but I'd rather die actually living. Now, this tweet comes on the same week. The NFL sent a memo highlighting different protocols for vaccinated and unvaccinated players. They did release protocols for players and staff who are fully vaccinated, including the loosening of COVID-19 testing to once every two weeks, lifting the face covering requirement at club facilities or during travel. And if you're vaccinated, if you come in close contact with someone who tests positive, you will not be required to quarantine. If you're unvaccinated, 
That's daily testing, mask requirements, and quarantine after exposure. You also must remain physically distant from others in club facilities, and you're not allowed to eat with teammates or other staff. During travel, you're not allowed to leave the team hotel. Well, the NFL shouldn't make the players get vaccinated because uh, last season they didn't make them get vaccinated, and they were traveling and playing. Mm-hmm. So it's like, yo, don't make them get the vaccine now. Well, they're not. They're saying there's different protocols. If you're not vaccinated, then if you are. So why did Cole tweet that then? Uh, I don't know. I guess he's just saying mm-hmm. that he wants to make sure they know he's not getting it. They're not forcing you to get it, but it's obviously not as uh, the restrictions are a lot greater if you are not vaccinated. No, oh, because that tweet That's sounds like he either get down or lay down. Like somebody told him either you get the vaccine or you're not playing. All right, American Airlines canceled hundreds of flights, and that's because they've been having some staffing and maintenance issues. As of Sunday, 123 flights were canceled. Saturday, uh, no, Saturday was 123 flights, 178 on Sunday, and 97 were canceled from Monday. So there's a large number of sick calls combined with maintenance and other staffing issues. I really don't like American Airlines. <laughs> no, I really don't. When I when if I have to fly with them, it's just I, I just don't like the airlines. I, I just yeah, me neither. I just don't like the planes. I just, I just don't like the stuff that. Nah, I don't like. Mm-hmm. I'm not gonna lie. I just fly American recently uh, to go to Tulsa, and I had so many issues. I missed my connecting flight because they had an issue on my flight going from Tulsa to Dallas, and I was like, "Man, I'm never doing this again." Mm-hmm. They didn't have TVs. They, they wanted you to use your phone, and then the, the the Wi-Fi was acting up, so you couldn't use your phone to watch. It was. Mm-hmm. It was no, I'm good. I'm a JetBlue. JetBlue person, and my second choice would be Delta. American yeah, Airlines. Delta. But I will say this: these airlines all have been having a lot of issues lately. If you try to call to change a flight, it's like it's nine hours, hours wait. And they then I booked JetBlue. Twenty-one hour wait. The yeah, other day. Delta's crazy. I booked JetBlue, and then I guess JetBlue partners with American Airlines, and they automatically mm-hmm. put me on American. Oh man, it was. Well, no, they, they partner with American Airlines on certain flights, certain cities. It'll say uh, partnered with American. Yeah, Airlines. as a matter of fact, I was with Natina coming. From, I forget where we were coming from. Her flight was delayed, and then they put her from an American flight onto a Delta flight. It was all kind of issues. That's weird. All right, Amazon Prime Day is coming next week. It's a month earlier than usual. It's a two-day shopping event. There's flash sales throughout the day. They slash prices on their most popular products and devices. So it starts on Monday, June 21st. So as soon as the calendar turns to Monday, that that's when Amazon's website will be updated with these Prime Day deals. I feel like Amazon Prime Day is every day in my house. Every time I turn around, it's a damn Amazon Prime box somewhere. Well, just get ready for that. So if there's anything you were uh, planning to purchase, like any type of tech stuff, any electronics, you know, it's a good time to buy it, like a Fire TV stick, uh, Chromebooks, smartwatches, gaming, desktops, laptops, and monitors, also home and health products. All kinds of things are going to be going on sale, fashion and beauty products, all of that. Why do you always have these sales? Why do you always have these sales after you done bought everything? Yeah, I'm tired of seeing this, this, these boxes come I'm in saying. with that American Prime truck. Jeez, if I knew about this day, I would have waited. You're tired of it? I think you would be excited when you see them pull up. It ain't for me. No, it's not it's for me. It's my wife. Yeah, it's my wife and my daughter. I'm, I was going to say something, Envy, but I'm not. What? Usually I send stuff to your house as well. You haven't in a long time. I'm proud of you. Usually I see a box <laughs> or a package from you. I haven't seen that in a long time. I'm pretty proud of you. I told you I haven't really been shopping like that. I'm trying to get my money right. All right, I have a lot of investments going on right now. Mm-hmm. And a Chick-fil-A worker has exposed that the chain is wasting food. And I want to see what you guys think of this. An employee in Georgia posted a viral video on TikTok, and it's another worker tossing a tray of chicken nuggets into the trash. 
And the video got more than 7 million views. They said the amount of food we throw away and the amount of starving people there just doesn't sit right with me. One person said it's sad. And other people said they should give them out for free. But one person said that giving out chicken hours later could potentially be a health hazard. Chicken that sits out too long cannot be given to the homeless hours later. It will get them sick. It's not a donut, one person wrote. Hours later? If if the chicken is getting you sick hours later, then (laughs) maybe it's not real chicken. Well, you can't really sit food out like that. But they got refrigerators and stuff at Chick-fil-A, and they keep it in the warmers. Okay. What are you pointing? Oh, today is Amazon Prime Day. Breaking news Mm -hmm. is today. Yeah. Oh, today's June twenty first. Yep. Yes, it is. Yeah, today and tomorrow. Today and tomorrow. What is wrong with me? I kept thinking it was next Monday. Cause no, wait, wait. Back to this chicken. You can't leave chicken out how long? That's what I'm saying. Wait, cooked chicken or raw chicken? Man, shut up. We talk Chick Fil A. But oh. you shouldn't leave any type of cooked food out like that for too long for more than a couple but of they hours. Got the war- they got the warmers at Chick Fil A. They got refrigerators like at the end of the night. Yeah, I've never left chicken out for a little bit. Came back and got some more chicken. Oh, I said day. not more than a couple of hours. You're not supposed you to. You crazy? I do yeah, that all the time. How much longer than a couple hours do you need? What do you mean? Like, why are you leaving your chicken out for more than a few Y'all hours? Y'all not listening though. Chick Fil A is not just leaving this stuff sitting on the counter somewhere. It's sitting in warmers like the whole night. So it's just like, the, well, it's like, why would they just throw that out? Like, box that up and give it to the homeless. I think you, you would have to give it away right away, though. That's the whole thing. Like, you can't just have why. it out and then go someplace to distribute it. Hours later, it would have to be, like, immediately. You know how when you walk into Chick-fil-A mm. and they have, like, stuff that's, like, already packaged in that little gray the thing? The yeah, warmer. Yeah, yeah. That's mm. all it is. You can give that away at the end of the night. Why would it just be bad just because it's been sitting there for a few hours? Right. I think as long as they know, like, you can come right after because... You can't be able to, like, take it, transport it somewhere, then wait for them to give it out. It would have to be something that happens kind of instantly, like they come. I know there's a lot of restaurants that at the end of the night, if you go there, they have the stuff that they give you right away. Like, you know you come at the end of the night and get it. So I think it would have to be a system that works mm. like that. Oh, why they couldn't package it and take it to, like, a, a local homeless shelter or something at the end of the night? Like, they, they got Uber Eats. It's not like Chick-fil-A is not on Uber Eats. So put it in yeah, the car, I think there has drive to be it a, over. There has to be a system in place, though, and I think that's something mm-hmm. we should figure out, like a system to make sure that people get this food at the end of the night every night. Word. All right, well, that is your front page news. All right, now, when we come back, Stephanie Mills will be joining The legend. Us. Okay, Stephanie's been here before, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? But it's good to start off uh, the work week with some OG wisdom and just, just some light, because that's what Stephanie Mills is, a, a yeah. light. And she's got a new single out, too, right? Mm-hmm, she sure does. Let's do the right thing. Such All a right. simple thing to do, right? <laughs> she got a new single. Mm-hmm, that's right. <laughs> do the right thing. All right. Stephanie Mills, when we come back, it's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. We got a special guest in the building, OG Stephanie Mills. And she smells so good. <laughs> Queen Stephanie Mills is here. How are you, Miss Mills? I'm wonderful. How are you, Phil? How are you? I, I'm really, really wonderful. Good. Okay, absolutely. You know what I'm saying? I mean, we've been terrorized these last couple of years, so I am, I'm good. Mm-hmm. I'm good. I'm here to do a, a charity work for Jackie Lewis, who's okay. a pastor for Middle Church that pat that burned down. So mm-hmm. we're here. I'm here uh, to raise money for her, and we're going to do a show. Uh, well, not really a show, but uh, uh, a charity thing uh, at Riverside Church. And the Reverend Michael Livingston is going to be there too, and and I'm just here to help and do my thing with a four hour. And people. do the right thing. Absolutely. Do right. the right thing. My new single. <laughs> yeah. What does that single mean to you? Let's do the right thing. You know, I remember the last time I was here. Mm-hmm. I said I would never go in the studio again. I know. I, I I didn't want to, but Charles Wright, a profound, wonderful 
uh, directed directed a Motown story on Broadway and did a lot of things. He called me one night and said, I want you to write a song for a show, a TV show. So it didn't work out that way, but then I went back in the studio with my uh, writing partner, uh, Marcus Malone, mm-hmm. and we went, we wrote the song. But it was about what was going on with the George Floyd passing and, mm. and the black-on-black crime. I'm really sick of the black-on-black crime, and I feel like as a people, we just have to help ourselves. Absolutely. And not look for anyone else to help us. I was going to ask you that because in the song you say we we are in this together. I was going to ask who is the we? We, black people. Black people, okay. Black people, mm-hmm. okay. yes, black people, absolutely, yes. It's a beautiful, nice, uplifting song and it's such a simple message, right? Like it's why a, is it so hard for people to just do the right thing? Why is it so hard? Why are we crabs in a basket? Mm. Why do we not lift each other up? Why don't we? I don't know why. I don't. I don't know, man, especially nowadays because it seems like it's profitable to tear, tear other black people down. You know, you, it's you, extremely profitable, but I find that people that do that, I have no respect for. Absolutely. If you tear somebody down, I have no respect for. If you throw somebody under the bus, I have no respect for you. Especially when every when there's people that claim to be pro-black, but then like when you tune into like you know whatever their platforms are, they're only going at other black people. They're only going at other <laughs> black people at, because they're scared. We have adopted the Caucasian way of living. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? We have adopted so we can get along and we feel that that is the right way. Mm-hmm. And it's not. I've never adopted to that. Never. Mm-hmm. And I will never. Absolutely. So what about Juneteenth now? We have a national holiday, Juneteenth. People have been pushing for this for a long time. How do you feel about that? I feel that it's a slap in the face. I feel that we need to put money in our communities. I feel that he needs to stop the, them from trying to take our voters' rights away. Word. I feel like it's a slap in the face. It should have been done a long time ago. I, you know, I'm not impressed. George Floyd Policing Act still not passed. Not passed. You know? The rest of the policemen are not in jail. Mm-hmm. They should have gotten the death penalty, as far as I'm concerned. They were murderers. And I feel like, see, I probably would have been shot if I had been there with George Floyd because I would have tried to pull one of those police officers, especially the police officer that was on his neck. I would have tried to pull. I don't think people should stand around and film somebody getting murdered. Mm-hmm. I don't. I mean, but people be be scared. They be traumatized for their own lives. I get it. I agree with you, I'm though. I'm a soldier. Yeah. You know I am. Absolutely. <laughs> If you, if you thought Stephanie wasn't going to give it to you straight, Shoot, <laughs> how you feel I, about Juneteenth? You think Stephanie going to be in the White House singing? No. <laughs> <laughs> no. That I am not impressed. Not impressed. And, you know, I'm happy that we have Joe Biden because I think that he's a sensitive and more compassionate president than, mm-hmm. the, than the fool we had before. But uh, and, and I love Pamela. You know, black women, we rock together. Mm-hmm. But I just think it's like a slap in the face. We, you know, our children are suffering in school. They need mm-hmm. their money. I don't know what they're doing with all this money for the school system and and putting uh, uh, money back into our community. How, how did how did the pandemic affect you and your family? You know, it really didn't. I mean, we stayed in the house and all of that. But at, in the beginning, mm-hmm. I was terrorized. I didn't really? know what was going on. I was like, "What is going on in this country?" But then, you know, I have crazy faith. And I just rolled with it. Each I took each day, mm-hmm. and I took you know I took each day. And I lived such a, a, a I don't live a fancy life, so I wasn't hurt financially or anything. But and even though I was, it was a year and a half that I didn't work. But I just me and my son, we just chilled and every day took each day. Now you look twenty something, right? I'm six. But, but I know you grown. I'm grown. 
So have you ever seen a time like this from last year to even have you ever seen anything like this in your existence? Never. Wow. Never in my life. And my mom, is, who, who, who's my hero, was an activist even though she didn't know it. And even though uh, we went through the Rodney King thing mm -hmm. and the fires in Los Angeles. I was living in Los Angeles at that time. But I've never seen anything like this. I've wow. never seen uh, Republicans, even though we know that they were what they were, it's just coming out. It's so natural for them to tear us down. But when we fight back or say something about them, then we're being, you know, racist. Mm -hmm. And that's not true. Mm -hmm. It's just like what Kevin Hart is going through with that man. Bill Maher? Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, how can he say things are better? No, they're not. They're worse. They really want to put us back in slavery. I mean, it's I'm, I guess that's why they want to make Juneteenth a natural habit. But are we really free? No. No, 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 no. Never, never have been. No. Yeah. I mean, all the promises of this country, the freedom, the liberty, the justice for all, for all has been a lie. Right. It's never been for it's all. It's never been for us. Absolutely. No. Now, Stephanie, now that you have this new single out and you're back in the studio, what else is coming? Because I could tell this might feel like <laughs> even more. What's going on? The next song is called We Must Change. You did too? I did eight. Eight? Okay. Okay. With, with, I knew it. Eight, there was no eight. way he was going to go in there and do one song. I, it just flowed out of me. And Marcus inspired me. And we just went in there and just, I got four more. We call them our babies. So I'm pregnant with four more songs. And then I'm going to deliver them in a minute. We got, In fact, I'm going to record back in Nashville, where uh, in Memphis, where Al Green recorded most of his stuff. And we're going to do it live. All my music is live. Live drums, live Live piano, everything is live. No synth or whatever the shit they use. Mm -hmm. I don't yeah. really use that. So you gonna do a, a whole new album? No, I'm just gonna release singles. Okay, okay. As I as I feel it, I'm gonna release, you know, singles. But I'm getting them ready. All right, we got more with Stephanie Mills when we come back. Don't move. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. We're still kicking it with Stephanie Mills. Yee. And you're back on the road, right? Yeah, I'm back on the road. I got to make up for shows that we did, uh, that we didn't do the year and a half. And then there's people that are calling. So I'm back on the road. I'll, in fact, I'll be here at, at NJ Pack, uh, uh, Atlantic City, Brooklyn. I'm doing. Uh, the thing with DJ DJ uh, D Nice in September in Brooklyn, mm -hmm. we're gonna have people out there. So yeah, I'm are working. You, are you ready to get back to doing live shows? I love doing live shows. I love doing live shows more than I did recording because the producer thing with the recordings. I don't like working with producers that just do beats because mm -hmm. I'm not that kind of artist. I mm -hmm. sing live. I want live music. So. So live shows is something that's essential to you because that's another thing, right? During the pandemic, we all realized what's essential. Yes. To us. What's important. What's important. So yes. what, what's some of the things you cut off because you realize, like, eh, it's really not that important? A lot of people that were toxic. Mm. I, I cut off a lot of toxic, you know, people. Um, simplicity was getting up in the morning and just having my coffee and watching Good Morning America was like, you know, mm -hmm. and just simple things. Just it's not that deep eyelashes and all that shit that ain't deep. <laughs> <laughs> so when you do your live shows, you're not going to do the eyelashes? Oh, and I stopped a long time ago. Okay. I don't even wear base. I just put on eye makeup, a little blush, and lipstick, and I'm out. Wow. I don't wear base. Well, you look wow. amazing. That Thank might be, you. Wow. That might be the secret. You that know what the, the secret, secret is? Younger. No, you know what the secret is? Sleep. People over 
a downplay sleeping. That's right. But sleeping is so, so uh, amazing. I get a lot of sleep. I love sleep. Yes. I can get it. Yes. You know, one thing you did, I want to thank you for, though, you did so many uplifting things during the pandemic. We did this vision board party. And you yes. Part of that. And that was really, that was like a great night for me. I was so excited to go out and get my poster board and get all my... Uh, get everything together so I could do my vision board and it helped me so much. So I just want to thank you for that because you put together a great group of women. Also. I, I love doing that. I, I really want to tour with women, but it's the hardest thing to get other female singers to tour with you because of their handlers and because of the things. About. But I have been wanting to do a tour like maybe with Shaco or Patty or Gladys Knight, um, Jasmine, Sel some, you know, just all of us get together. We probably have to cut our pay back, which I have no problem with doing and getting everybody else to do that. So it wouldn't be so expensive, but I'd love to, to do that. But it's the hardest thing to do. And doing a vision board is very important because you put it out in the universe of what you want and it comes to you. Oh, I, the first time I ever did a vision board was when I read uh, The Secret by Rhonda Byrne. That was you know years what? ago. You hypnotized me. Your eyes, Charlemagne, are just beautiful. Tell me more, Queen. Flat <laughs> flattery will get you everywhere. Tell me more. It's the eyeliner. This it's, ain't no eyeliner. It ain't no eyeliner. He looks like he has on eyeliner, but your eyes are just, they're beautiful. Thank you. They really are. Thank you. When did you first do your first vision board? Uh, years ago, they used to do them back in the day when we would put together an album. They would do the vision of the album cover, then what you're going to look like and what you're going to wow. do. All of that stuff was done back in the day. What did you manifest? What's the first thing you saw manifested from one? My single, What You're Going to Do With My Love and Going in the Studio with Two Man Lucas was absolutely magical. And I was still doing The Wiz and recording mm -hmm. that album and just everything that they were setting up for me because back then everything was done for you so everything that they were setting up for me really came to pass wow all the press and stuff that we did and 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 the albums they just came back to back and gladys uh patty and i were all on the same label we were all on mca wow. so they would stagger us coming out it was their competition did they have like did they create manufactured competition or was never, it natural competition never or? Never. That's why we can't deal with some of the competition that's today. Mm -hmm. We never. We did the Bud Fest. It would be Nick and Val and Valerie Simpson and Nick Ashford, who happens to be my favorite couple in the world. Stevie Wonder, Luther Vandross. All of us would be on that Bud Fest, and there was never no. I want to go first. You have more. Never. We never played that game. Never. Wow. So we, why why would it be so hard for y'all to go on tour then if y'all? I don't know. Nowadays is different, mm -hmm. you know, and, and I, I don't know. I don't know why I can't get together with other females and go on tour. I would love to. Uh, I think it would be fabulous. I love how you put Jasmine Sullivan name in that mix with all those Jasmine, queens, too. Jasmine, her, I yeah. love them. We got to yeah. have the babies in there. Mm -hmm. yeah. Did any of them ever reach I, out to you? Never. Really? Never. Not even for no advice, no? Never. People always ask me that. I've never had anybody call me and ask me for advice. Never. Not once? Not once. That's insane. I wonder if they think cause you're, that you might not be accessible. Or you might oh, be hard to reach. But if you look at my page, Angela, am I accessible? 
Very. Let me tell you something. Stephanie will just hit you with a good morning, with an emoji. Like Absolutely. she's the nicest. I do that. And I, and I always get excited when I see her name pop up on my phone. I'm like, damn, I can't believe Stephanie Mills just texted me. <laughs> yes, because I want to show you love. I'm like, because the mornings is the most beautiful time. Yes. And when you wake up, you want to just see love. I always text people, good morning, have a wonderful day. I love you. You know. You got to set your intention. You got to. Yep, mm-hmm. you do. You absolutely. But I, I can see why people might be intimidated because you're Stephanie Mills, and if they don't know you personally, but what does that you know, mean? What does that mean? I'm step. What does that? That means nothing. In the end of the day, you never know how people the, act because I feel like there's this like thing where you think somebody of your stature is a diva, or people will have this impression without even knowing you, and so sometimes they might feel like. But I'm a homegirl. You know, very. I've never been very a diva because what does that mean? It doesn't mean anything just because you have hit records or what all. That can be taken away from you just like that so people that I'm sure but I have done shows with people that are exactly. in my and they're not nice to me so you know <laughs> not nice to you no like other artists other artists younger older, older your generation uh. and you would think they know better and they're not nice Right. So somebody mm. might have had an experience, no <laughs> huh? With some other, di- somebody might have had an experience and had some other divas that they had to deal with and feel like, okay, I'm not even going to approach it. So I can see that. But now they hear this and they'll know you honestly are like the nicest, sweetest person. So I'm just regular. I'm a. N-ger. I mean, I'm just. <laughs> I'm just regular. <laughs> I'm just regular. I mean, because I've been in the business so long and it's all I've ever done. So I've seen, I've had my ups and downs and people don't answer my calls and all that. So I know that this is not real. You know what I'm saying? You don't ride around in limousines all the time. That's right. You, it's, it's not. I go to the grocery store. I go to the post office. I just live a normal life because I, that fall is too hard. That's right. Isn't it? That's right. Man? That's it's right. too hard. That's right. To think you're better and think Peach Peach. These people don't love you. That's right. All right, well, don't move. We got more with Stephanie Mills. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. We're still kicking it with Stephanie Mills. Charlemagne. Now, you talked about getting your flowers. Have you been approached about, like, doing verses? I think verses. I, I th- think that they want, we tried, uh, George, who's Shocker's manager, mm-hmm. and my manager reached out to them, but they weren't interested. Just Get the, yo, don't tell me that. Yeah, they weren't. They weren't interested. Swiss and Tim, y'all out of y'all minds. Stephanie Mills versus Shaka Khan? They were not interested. But I wouldn't do it yeah. now anyway. Or, it couldn't have been Swiss and Tim. Was it Swiss and Tim? Uh, actually, breaking news. <laughs> she don't even know. We're working on it right now. Oh, y'all working on <laughs> yeah, it? Yeah, me and George oh, actually damn. just spoke to... Uh, no, I don't want to do it. Why right? don't you want to do it? We're going to do it. No, you yeah, have to do it. To, it clearly was some miscommunication. It. Yeah, it yeah. was some miscommunication. There's no oh, way... Oh, now they want to do it. But there's no... <laughs> <laughs> there's no way Swiss and Tim turned that down. I don't believe that. But you know why? Now is even better because now that things are open back up, and people are doing like the, you know, together. And and, and I love Shaka. I mean, when Shaka and I see each other, I say, hey, ho. She say, hey, bitch. And that's how we, <laughs> that's how we, that's how we greet each other. I love Shaka. I love Gladys. So why wouldn't you do it? The reason I want you to do it is because. Why you want me to do a shallow Because we, we celebrate you and we understand the greatness of, of Miss Stephanie Mills. But sometimes you got to put it on the stage and honor it. And people got to see the but total package been, of the catalog. I've never been celebrated 
with with black with uh, BET or any of the black organizations. I've never been. And we got to change that. Like I, I, I run a whole Stephanie Mills campaign. I get on everybody ass from BET to versus to everybody. We got to we got to change that. They don't celebrate me. Essence, like really? I don't understand that. That makes no sense to me. But you know how our own are. You know how our our people are. <laughs> <laughs> They get a position and they, I'm president of this. I'm chairman of it. I want you to do verses. And verses is so for the culture. Like, it's really about the music. You and Shaka up there telling these amazing stories. It's about mm -hmm. about respect. Mm -hmm. And I'm real, you know, so I don't know if I'll do verses. I don't know. Damn. I don't know. Now, you know, uh, next week is um, 12 years since the, the late, great Michael Jackson has been gone. June 25th. What do you, what do, you do on that day? I remember him as I knew him. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And I stick up for him. I don't want anybody talking about him bad. I don't want people trying to... We, you know, he's he was a genius and he mm -hmm. was very kind and loving. Everybody has makes mistakes. I don't believe any of that. I knew Michael. I, I, I don't believe any of that. And I don't, I don't want anybody talking about that like that. Especially if you never met him and didn't know him. Mm -hmm. So I just show love. Michael Jackson is the greatest. There'll never be anyone like him. You like, know, there'll never be anyone like Whitney. There'll mm -hmm. never be anyone like Prince, mm -hmm. you know, or Teddy Pendergrass, people that I knew that I love. You know, I didn't know Prince that well, but I knew Michael. I didn't know Whitney that well. But as a, fel as a, as a female singer to one, I just knew I knew and could relate to some of the pain she went through mm -hmm. that we go through in this business. I, I often want, I want the story of Michael to be told about his business. Like, I don't think he that... He was very smart. Yeah, that publishing story don't get told enough. The fact that he owned damn near half of all the music industry's he, masters and was giving Beatles, artists back their masters. The Beatles. Yeah. And that's what... Well, you know what? Think about it. Sam Cooke, in his heyday, was going to get together. Sam Cooke had his own record company. And he was going to get together with James Brown and have an agency. I believe they killed Sam Cooke. Do you think they did something similar to, to Michael? I think so. I think, because well, why would a doctor leave a patient after he's injected him with propofol, knowing what that does? Why mm -hmm. would you step out and be on the phone? Is that what they said? Uh, he stepped out and was talking to his girlfriend. I believe so. Michael was very powerful and he was very smart. Mm -hmm. And he owned all that publishing and they wanted it. You know, he once wanted to give it to Pops. Really? And he, Pops wouldn't take it. Really? He wanted to give... That, what was that? ATV it was called, right? Yes. He wanted to give that to the minister? Mm-hmm. Wow. Why didn't the minister want Why didn't he want it? The minister doesn't take things like that. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. He doesn't take... He wanted Michael to have it. Keep. I think we give uh, things away. Like, we don't hold on to... Like, John, Bob Johnson didn't hold on to BET. We give, whereas white people keep their wealth. Mm -hmm. We give ours away because we always want the money. How much money is enough? Mm -hmm. You understand what I'm saying? But, I think holding on to our to our legacy, to our like Motown, we should still black people should still own Motown. Mm -hmm. You know, that's how I feel. I mean, that's a that's a great question though because it's like black people have you know never really had like mass amounts of capital so when you do get an opportunity to sell something and get three billion dollars like bob johnson did it's kind of you know you feel in your mind you're like i'll sell this and then build something else no you should keep it mm -hmm. i think you should i think you should i still have my father and my mother 
had land in in, in Albemarle, on mm -hmm. the, and that was the first house they ever had. I still own that. Wow. I think it's just important to own, to build. Mm -hmm. Lord have mercy. But I'll say this to young people. If you are not taking your money to the bank and getting your own deposits from agencies, you're in trouble. Mm. Right. Did you Were you having any of those sessions with Michael and Stevie back in the day? We were at Studio 54 a lot mm -hmm. back in the day. You know, but, um, and I always, we always went out to dinner. I wasn't in a session with, with Michael, but we went to Studio 54 a lot back in the day. Absolutely. I can't wait to hear more music from uh, Miss, 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 Miss Stephanie Mills. I know that yes, much. Yes, eight I songs on love, the way. I think you're going to, yeah, I think you're going to love We Must Change. We Must Change? Yes. Okay. Yeah, that's so coming next. Everything's black themed? Every Not everything's black themed. I wrote, I wrote a song about Mr. Good Good. I wrote a song. Who the, who the f is Mr. Goodgood? Wait, Good don't, 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 don't brush past that. <laughs> who is Mr. Goodgood? Don't Good Good. brush past that, Mr. Goodgood. Good. Who is Mr. Goodgood? Good? Why did you try to keep Good going, though? Why are you hating on the men in my life? You want me, what do you want? Can you tell us the little bit? Charlamagne's hating on the men in my life. He's trying to be my big brother and block. Can we hear a little of the lyrics from Mr. Goodgood? Good? No, the, Mr. Goodgood, Good, honey. How old is Mr. Goodgood? You like them young now. <laughs> <laughs> and and we have one that's uh, I'm doing a remake. I'm not gonna tell you what the remake is. Okay. But I'm doing a remake, and um, we have a love song and a, a song called Wonderland. Wow. Yeah. Is it, are they, are they gonna all come out this year? Or? I don't know if they'll all come out this year, but I'm going to stagger them. Okay. You know, as I feel the song and what I, whatever I'm feeling at that time to want to wanna put out there, that's how we're going to do it. And then you have new music to perform at the shows? Yes. But people loving that old music. I'm so grateful to be able to perform. It's not old. It's classic. It's classic. Yeah, timeless. It's classic. Please. Can let's, we play the new song? Oh, please play the new song. You want to introduce it? This is... Let's Do the Right Thing, written by Stephanie and Marcus Malone, produced by Marcus Malone. All right. It's Hit it. It's Miss Stephanie Mills. Always <laughs> a pleasure to see you, Queen. Thank you, baby. Thank you. It's The Breakfast Club. That's how you start off a work week, all right? Nice, positive energy. Okay, that OG wisdom from Miss Stephanie, Wills, Stephanie Mills, that light that Stephanie Mills is, Okay. Well, glad she's back to doing music. She had took a long break. And I cannot right. believe Swiss and Tim. Uh, I, I don't believe that. I don't believe Swiss and Tim uh, turned down a Stephanie Mills Shaka Khan versus. I refuse to believe that. There's some miscommunication there somewhere. I just uh -huh. seen Shaka Khan. Shaka glad Khan. I missed that interview, man. I mean, I, well, I should say I'm upset I missed that interview, right? Wait, what? I don't know what you're right. saying. Did you just say I'm glad <laughs> I missed that I really don't even know what you're saying. Like, that's disrespectful. I can't believe you disrespect Stephanie Mills in that way. Breakfast club jamming in the morning. All right, on your ones and twos. You are now. ridiculous. You're 43 years old. You do know that, right? Coming up next, we have okay. the rumors. Let's get into it on the jamming on the ones and twos. I have no idea he's old. It's about time. What's going on? Rumor report. Rumor report. This is the rumor report with Angela Yee on the Breakfast Club. All right, looks like some drama between Megan Thee Stallion and the baby. Now, the baby retweeted somebody saying, I guess the baby and Tory Lane's cool now because they both shot somebody and didn't have to do no jail time. 
And not long after that, of course, a lot of people on social media saw this and the baby said, I don't know what type of Illuminati-ish Twitter got going on. I ain't retweet nothing but ball if I want to promo. I ain't retweet that silly-ish. Then once people start tagging me and saw it and I try to delete it and undo the retweet, Twitter didn't let me type it ish y'all on. And he actually did a video showing himself trying to unretweet this. Now, the baby also said, baby got enough problems of his own. I ain't got no reason to inherit the next MF problems. Y'all chasing a story y'all ain't going to get. I'm out M-Words business while successfully doing business. And then Meg the Stallion said, justice is slow, as we've all seen. Back to my good day. Support me in private and publicly do something different. These industry men are very strange. This situation ain't no damn beef. And I really wish people would stop downplaying it like it's some internet-ish for likes and retweets. Then the baby responded, you don't let these folks get the best of you, thug. I ain't got no bad energy for you. You know, I, you know, like I know, I ain't no industry N-word. Let them fool you into thinking that you tripping. Stand up what you stand on without feeling like I'm against you. Stay focused, my G. Things started to go a little bit left, though. And by the way, partisan uh, uh, party did join in as well. She said, my stance hasn't changed at all. Yours has. We already spoke about this in private. And you specifically said that ain't even no good business move. Why would I promote that ish? But now this ain't your beef. That ain't real. But you stay on your business, my G. It's a lot of back and forth between all this. But Party then joined in. He said, you a clown ass and we're doing clown ass ish than trying to backpedal. That's what it is. You don't ever got to address her again. And then he said, you N-words is corny. A lot of you women is corny. Any N-word that shoots a woman is vagina. Any N-word that sides with it condones it. Affiliates they self-withstands beside that type of behavior is a bitch. Any woman that supports it for any reason is Jeez. a effing sad, bitter, or confused. Who said all that? Party. Mm. The baby said, you must not know about me. You must not know about me. And yeah, so it was all this back and forth going mm. on. And then a lot of people were reposting an interview that uh, happened with Kendra G asked Meg Thee Stallion this. I know you love Nicki Minaj too. Did mm -hmm. you feel like you had to like kind of call Nicki first? Like, I don't want you to hear about it, but I'm working with Cardi or that is like all over. I didn't feel like I had to call her first. I mean, cause at the end of the day, I'm still an artist and I should be free to work with whoever I want to work with. My personal relationship with anybody doesn't affect like what I choose to do as an artist. So that somehow came back up. I could understand why Megan would be mad if she'd seen that retweet. Wouldn't anybody else be mad if that retweet? Yeah, and he was saying that he didn't do that retweet. So right. I don't know what happened with all of that. But the two of them were super cool. Seemed like they need to get on the phone. Yeah, but that I mean, social media, uh, yeah, social media never works out. And it's like, yo, before you even get to the phone call, all of this has already transpired. You right, because I mean? if she's seen a tweet, I, I would understand why she would be upset. But if he says, I didn't put the tweet out, you know, maybe one of his team members put the tweet. Maybe it was a hack. We, well, maybe he was don't saying know, he couldn't even unretweet it. It wouldn't let him. And he showed. He showed a video of him trying to unretweet it, correct? Mm-hmm. So I don't know what happened with that, but that sucks because the two of them really was working together a lot. I thought maybe they might one day do an album together. They so. made great music, too. All right, great now, Dave Chappelle closed out the Tribeca Festival. He did a, a He showed his documentary. And in addition to that, he had a, a concert after that. The movie is called This Time, This Place. And it shows all the star-studded comedy shows that he had in Yellow Springs. It also shows the, how uh, the death of George Floyd and the Black Lives Matter movement affected the town as well. It was the first in-person film festival in the U.S. since the pandemic. And uh, in addition to all of that, Dave Chappelle also did a surprise appearance as the Foo Fighters were performing at Madison Square Garden. He jumped on the mic. I'm a 
all over the place this weekend. But it was a good week for the Tribeca Film Festival. You know, that festival started right after 9-11. Robert De Niro started that just to kind of help bring the city back. And it's morphed into what it is. I think it's been like 20 years now. So. Wow. Mm-hmm. Yes, and that is your rumor report. All right. Thank you, Miss E. Charlamagne, who are you giving your donkey to? You know, uh, I do not want to start the week off in Florida, but when I read this story this morning, I said, how can we not? Florida, I promise, I don't wake up and say, I cannot wait to give somebody from Florida donkey of the day. It just happens. So we need a brother named Omar Wright to come to the front of the congregation. We like to have a word with him, but this is a teachable moment, okay? A teachable moment about nigga moments. We'll discuss. All right. We'll get into that next. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Your mornings will never be the same. Angela Yee here. And did you know that the general insurance has been saving people money for nearly 60 years? That's a long time. So if you want the quality coverage you deserve at prices you can afford, check out The General. 800-GENERAL or visit thegeneral.com. Some restrictions apply. Make sure you tell them to watch out for Florida, man. Florida, man. The craziest people in America come from the Bronx and all of Florida. Yes, you are a donkey. A Florida man attacked an ATM for a very strange reason. It gave him too much money. Florida man is arrested after deputies say he rigged the door to his home in an attempt to electrocute his pregnant wife. Police arrested an Orlando man for attacking a flamingo. The Breakfast Club, bitches. Donkey of the day. With Charlemagne the guy. I don't know why y'all keep letting him get y'all like this. Well, donkey of the day for Monday, June 21st goes to a Florida man named Omar Wright. Now, what does your Uncle Charlotte always tell you about the great state of Florida? It's beautiful and sunny. It is. It is. But the craziest people in America come from the Bronx and all of Florida. And like Angelique just said, Florida is a beautiful state, but you have to look alive at all times. Because I say it often on this radio, we wake up every day of our lives and all we want to do is avoid crazy, okay? Virtually impossible thing to do in Florida. Everything and everybody is crazy in Florida. Regular everyday things we do on the daily, routine things uh, can lead to you having an encounter in Florida with some type of crazy. And that's exactly what happened at this Starbucks. Now, I'm one of the few people on earth who don't go to Starbucks for food. Okay, I get my green tea with honey. I'm drinking it right now and I keep it moving. Okay, I may I may have had a blueberry muffin from there, some oatmeal once or twice, but food from Starbucks, not my thing. Okay, my daughters on the other hand, not only do they want lattes, they want cake pops and bagels from Starbucks. If we're traveling early in the morning and no breakfast has been had, my seeds will make that bagel run to Starbucks. Personally, I don't eat bagels, so I will never understand the joy they bring to some of y'all. Okay, I remember when I first moved to New York in 2006, being from South Carolina, I'm a biscuit for breakfast guy. Okay, biscuit breakfast sandwiches, chicken biscuits with egg. Hell, even a biscuit with just egg is what I call good eating in the morning. But when I came up here asking for that in 06, these people were looking at me like I was crazy, offering me this thing called a bagel. I don't want that. It tastes like what I imagine Thai is to taste like, all chewy and non-eventful. I don't have time for that, but people clearly love bagels. But in Florida, they express their love for bagels a little differently than the rest of us. Enter Omar Wright. See, Omar got angry at a Starbucks drive through employee when he realized they got his order wrong. Would you like to know what happened? Let's go to WPLG Local 10 for the report, please. As the chief of Miami Gardens PD marched shoulder to shoulder with other county leaders, athletes, and activists against gun violence, she was carrying a heavy burden on her shoulders. Just today, I could have lost my daughter today. Hours before the peace rally at this Starbucks in Miami Gardens, Chief Delma Noel Pratt's daughter was hard at work, doling out orders in the drive-thru when a customer turned irate and pulled out a gun as he sparked a feud with staff. 
over cream cheese. The chief's 23-year-old daughter was on the receiving end of the verbal and physical threats. 38-year-old Omar Wright is now in custody for aggravated assault. The suspect is also facing an additional charge of armed robbery with a deadly weapon. First of all, there is not a bagel in America worth an aggravated assault and armed robbery charge. It's a shame that I even have to say that, but this is America 2021. If there is not enough cream cheese on your bagel, simply ask for more cream cheese, okay? This is why I push mental health the way that I do. This is why I encourage folks to deal with their traumas before they deal with you, because this is just a hurt person projecting that hurt on someone else. What deep-rooted issues with rejection is Omar Wright dealing with that he would get upset that there is not enough cream cheese on his bagel? You allegedly pull a whole gun on a person because there wasn't enough cream cheese on your bagel? And what makes this story even better? is the fact that the woman he pulled the gun on, the Starbucks employee, was the police police chief's daughter. You can't make this kind of stuff up. Chief Delma Noel Pratt told CBS4 in Florida that the incident was traumatizing for her 23-year-old daughter. Police Chief Noel Pratt said uh, his daughter, and I quote, she felt, she felt in fear of her life. It was upsetting to me to know that someone would go to that extreme not having cream cheese on his bagel. Do you hear that? Do you hear how insane that sentence even sounds? This guy comes back to the drive-thru window allegedly yelling and screaming about his bagel missing cream cheese. Woman asked him did he pay for it and he allegedly pulled out his gun. Now Omar said he didn't point the gun at her. In fact, he denies it. He said he grabbed onto his gun because it was coming out of his pocket. Listen, I don't know what the truth is. That's for a court of law to find out. But I do know a nigga moment when I hear one. Have y'all forgotten what a nigga moment is? Well, that's what I'm here for. Boondock Season 1, Episode 4, titled Granddad's Fight. Huey Freeman broke down what a nigga moment was to a T. Listen! Watch where you walking, Hey, what you say, Watch closely. You're about to experience a nigga moment. Webster defines the nigga moment as a moment when ignorance overwhelms the mind of an otherwise logical Negro male. Hey, squeeze it! Causing him to act in an illogical, self-destructive manner, i.e., like a nigga. moments are unpredictable. Hey, wait, man, wait. This is stupid. Hey, you right, dawg. Let's put the guns away and go on about our business. Freeze! But they all end up bad. If they had their own category, nigga moments would be the third leading killer of black men behind pork chops and FEMA. It's a fact. I need y'all to know what these are. Look alive, people, because it's going to be a lot of those moments this summer. All right? Now, now think about that. Omar Wright may go to prison for having a nigga moment over a bagel. You took a penitentiary chance over a bagel? Well, I tell you what, Omar, you have to be careful because you are what you eat. And you don't want to be a bagel in jail. Because according to the Urban Dictionary, a jail bagel is a young man recently sent to jail. You're 38, so you're not so young, but you could end up a jail bagel nonetheless, okay? This is how jail bagel is used in a sentence according to the Urban Dictionary. The, the jail bagel looks fresh. Hey, man, I don't know why they call, call young men a jail bagel in prison, but if you have ever seen a bagel, you can imagine why. Butter and jelly, cream well. cheese. Well, I promise ye, in jail, it will be no shortage of cream cheese for a man's bagel. Okay, in fact, it will probably be a lot of cream cheese and strawberry jam on said bagel. And when you're in there, ask yourself one simple question. Was it worth it? Please let Remy Ma give Omar Wright the biggest hee-haw. Hee-haw!
You stupid motherfucker. Are you dumb? Eek. All right. You don't want to be nobody's little jail bagel. Thank you for that donkey today. Now, when mm -hmm. we come back, what are we talking about, ye? Uh, well, we're talking about Kim Kardashian, right? She was talking about how her show wouldn't have been successful the way that it was the Kardashians without her having done that sex tape. Listen to this. Do you feel that the show would have had its massive initial success without the publicity that surrounded the sex tape? Looking back, probably not. Have you thought about the time that you're going to have to explain it to any of the kids? Absolutely. Or have you had to explain it? I haven't had to as of yet. And luckily, I think that so many years have gone on and so many things have happened yeah. positively that it really erases that. I try not to have any regrets, but it's probably the one thing that I wish didn't exist. Well, the question is today, if you could be as rich and famous as Kim Kardashian, would you do a sex tape? All right, let's open up the phone lines. 800-585-1051. If you could be as rich or famous as Kim Kardashian, would you do a sex tape like she did? Let's talk about it. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. It's topic time. Call 800-585-1051 to join into the discussion with The Breakfast Club. Talk about it. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Now, if you just joined us, we were talking about Kim Kardashian. And what did she say, Yee? Yes, and let's be clear. Kim Kardashian, whose net worth right now is over $1 billion. And while she was on, uh, you know, they, they're ending Keeping Up with the Kardashians on E! And here's what she had to say to Andy Cohen about that sex tape. Do you feel that the show would have had its massive initial success without the publicity that surrounded the sex tape? Looking back, probably not. Have you thought about the time that you're going to have to explain it to any of the kids? Absolutely. Or have you had to explain it? I haven't had to as of yet. And luckily, I think that so many years have gone on and so many things have happened. Yeah positively that it really erases that. I try not to have any regrets, but it's probably the one thing that I wish didn't exist. Now, would you do a sex tape if your net worth could be $1 billion and you could be Kim Kardashian status? Shout out to DJ Louis V. He said, man, couples out here making sex tapes for free. Put in that a Kardashian true. price tag on it. Absolutely. <laughs> that is true. I guess we know where he stands. You yeah. didn't lie. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of couples on doing OnlyFans, and they're getting no, nowhere near that. So I'm sure there's a lot of couples that would do it. For You're the, right. For there's the a lot of people of on OnlyFans mm -hmm. and money. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't believe that. You know, they became the Kardashians and built the empire they had because of the sex tape. Though I don't think she's given her and her family and her team enough credit. A lot of people have sex tapes. They don't build an empire like the Kardashians Well, I think did. it kind of jump-started her popularity, though. That initially made people want to tune into the show, because you have to admit, back then, the reason why people knew her, and she even admitted on the show that she was going to wherever she knew the paparazzi would be. She just wanted to be famous really badly, and that sex tape did elevate her in the beginning of her career to another level. Yeah, but she already had the reality show deal in place. And, you know, she really did take Paris Hilton's whole model because remember Paris Hilton had a sex tape and Paris Hilton had the reality show. And that's what Kim did. But, you know, just her acting like it's just the sex tape that got her in that position, that's not telling the whole story. Yeah. I mean, she said I, it helped. It helped a lot. That's I thought a lot Paris Hilton's sex tape came after Kim, no? I'm yeah, hell no. After, I thought Paris it came Hilton? after her, so. mm -hmm. no. Paris came after Kim. How? Now Paris is the first one, I yeah, think. Yeah, Paris was uh, the first. There's no way. Celebrity one sex night in tape. Paris. Because I remember, I remember when Kim used to, Kim Kardashian used to, used to, used to, used to do her closet. 
Yes, and she used to come to Wendy Williams show, and I used to work for Wendy, and she was just the young lady who did Paris Hilton's closets, but she used to be really cool with the homie Nicole Spence, and they used to sit in the office, and she would have those conversations. Like, she would talk about, you know, Paris's sex tape and Paris's reality show and how she was trying to create the same blueprint. And oh, wow. it, it worked. Right. So, in a lot of ways. But So would you do it, is all we're asking. Would you do a sex tape if you it could elevate your status in that way? No, I wouldn't. No. I, no I personally wouldn't. But I mean, mm -hmm. you know, to y'all point earlier, we live in a generation that does stuff like that on OnlyFans. So yes, a bunch of them already would. <laughs> they, they definitely yeah. would. Definitely wouldn't do now, it. Now, would I make the most of a bad situation? Like if something like that went out and it, you know, it got leaked out? Yeah, if you can make some money off it, might as well. Since it's already out there, that, isn't that what happened with their situation? I mean, come on. She but had I thought to they had to prove it. I, mean, I, mean, I know, yeah. but it was already out on and it was clearly line, right? produced. You could see that that was a produced sex tape. It wasn't like somebody had their phone. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so that was a plan. Yeah, I just think it's very Wait misleading for. Her. I'm confused. I I thought Ray J was holding the camera. Was it? I, I'm I'm confused. I I could have sworn Ray. I didn't see the whole tape. I wasn't. I thought Ray J was holding the camera. No, I don't know. I just think I don't know. I just think it's very misleading to act like. That sex tape is the only reason, you know. We didn't say it was the only reason, but she said it's it part of the reason. It yeah, she said helped. it really helped her. I, I it didn't help other people. <laughs> it was mad <laughs> other people who had sex tapes after that, and they didn't get nowhere near. She did it with Ray J. The level of Kim and uh, <laughs> the rest of the Kardashians did. So uh, let's go to the phone lines. Hello, who's this? Hi, it's Sydney. Hey, now would you do a sex tape to get uh, Kim Kardashian money and fame? Um, hell yes. I will release <laughs> multiple. If I thought she was going to say hell no. <laughs> no, no. Yes, I will. Look. <laughs> Do you have kids? Would you care if your kids see your tape? No, I don't. But it's because I am. I'll your phone is breaking up, ma'am. Yeah. The, the way your phone sounds, yeah, you definitely need that sex tape money the way your phone sounds. Jeez. Well, thank you for calling, mama. She said So hell? that's another thing. Yeah. When, Kim, when Kim's K's kids get to a certain age... They're gonna see that. Well, that's you know what she mean? said. That's what she said. She's concerned about. That's the crazy part. That's when you say, "You see this house? You see these toys?" <laughs> yeah, but that ain't worth that. Hello, who's this? To me. Oh my God, I'm Samantha. <laughs> hey, good morning. Now, would you do a sex tape for Kim K's uh, fame and, and money? Uh, no, I, I I'm not interested in fame and money, so I probably wouldn't do it for that at all. Okay, so okay. no no sex tape at all. For Hi, you. good morning. Nice nice to catch you guys on the radio. Good morning. Thank you. Good, Good morning. morning. And um, my husband's a big fan of, of well, me, we both are. Okay. And, uh, Shout out to you and your you. husband. Thank you so much. All right. 800-585-1051. We're asking, would you do a sex tape to get Kim K's fame and fortune? Would you do it? Call us up now. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. You know she still makes $360,000 a year for that tape? I know it, man. I know it, you know, Call me. Add your opinion to the Breakfast Club Top. Come on. 800-585-1051. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. Now, if you just join us, we're talking about Kim K. Now, what are we talking about, Yeezy? Uh, would you make a sex tape? Because Kim Kardashian does credit that sex tape that she had with Ray J for really jump-starting her career. So if you could be worth what she is, over a billion dollars, and that sex tape still makes $360,000 a year um, for that sex tape, even though it was released in 2007. To this date, she's still making money off of it. Would you do it to be that rich? No, well, we, we spoke about ourselves. Would you do it, Yeah. I don't think I would do a sex tape. 
You I'm don't not, think. I've, I've never even done a homemade one that no one's ever seen. I don't send out naked pictures, so I don't think so. But I don't knock anybody for their hustle if you decide to do that. There's people who do sex tapes, like Louis V said, just off the strength. Cause they want to. Yeah, I, I just really wish the Kardashians and Jenners would show how us would show us how the food is is really made. Because trust me, it's a lot more that goes into making them who they are, and it's not because of no damn sex tape. People can learn a lot from their business. They've done some amazing deals Correct. over the past what. It's been like 12, 13 years now? Yeah, that tape came out in 2007. That's so. what I'm saying. It got but the eyeballs on her, though. But they're not saying that's the only reason. She's saying it jump-started things right. for her. So that made a lot of people tune into the show because they saw that sex tape. Conveniently, she had the show, so that brought it a lot of attention. That marketing and promotion. I thought she said they wouldn't have the success they had right, without the people, show. That show might have got canceled. What if no one watched it? So uh, you're saying uh, you're not sure if you would do it or not? I'm saying I don't think so. I can't see myself doing it just because y'all know I'm like mad conservative and do I don't even like I said I don't even send out naked pictures. I but think it's a what, possibility for you. Who knows? I think what made the Kardashian <laughs> show so popping was the fact that I didn't know Kim had all that family. Cuz you know I was familiar with Kim because of Paris Hilton because of the sex tape but when you saw that there was this whole family dynamic with her sisters and her brother and the mom and Bruce. That's what made the show initially interesting. Yeah, but I think a lot of people didn't know who she was. The average person didn't know who she was at all. Why would you even know to watch that show? I mean, it was oh. on E. E was a network that wasn't even really popping. They put the E on, on the map in a lot of ways. Yeah, and that sex tape made people be like, oh, I'm going to tune in. E had a lot of shows canceled that was similar yes, to that. Yes, they did. And a lot of people had a lot of sex tapes that did not pop. But they, they did not pop not off But it was her and Ray J. So? It wasn't like it was a random people. Well, the sex tape ain't pop right off. <laughs> like, well, let's go to the phone lines. Hello, who's this? Hello, Tarver. Hey, Tarver. What's up? How are you? I'm good. Would you do a sex tape with your boyfriend if it made you rich and famous like Kim Kardashian? Hey, first of all, first of all, first of all, I'm not you and DJ Envy. Okay, good point. <laughs> now, we still want to see this Burton Ernie Sesame Street sex tape they're gonna do in the bathtub with the rubber ducky. Oh, yeah. Rubber ducky. <laughs> rubber ducky would be a hard name for a sex tape. Rubber. I would, I would never do a sex tape because I have a few on out right now. Okay. I'll like be a billionaire. Where can we find it? Uh, I ain't upload them yet. Yeah. <laughs> well, then they're not out right now. Yeah, nobody's going to care when you upload them, bro. It's not going to turn uh, you into a star, I promise you. But can you, you. name that? What, what, what would the name of your sex tape be? Uh, I don't know. I got to look at them and see which ones, uh, which positions I'm in. I'll just name them after that. How about upload? Upload? Yeah, you right. <laughs> Thank you, bro. Have a good one. Hello, who's this? This is Jay. What's up? What up? Yeah, I just want to say good morning to the big three. Car companies ain't got nothing on y'all. Okay. Word. Y'all the, the true big three. All right. That's now, nice. would you do that sex tape for some fame and fortune, brother? Um, Even though it would, you know, kind of tug at me morally, man. I mean, times are hard. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I would. I mean, can they blur out the face kind of thing? No. No. What? How you know? Well, you might want your penis blurred out depending on what the size of it. <laughs> Oh, no, I, 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 you know what? I already knew you was going to say that, but... Uh, <laughs> and I'm well, already wait, ready to show you. Well, I'm wait, ready uh, to show you what? if you want, Charlemagne. Hey, would you like to see? No, 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 no. Ain't none of that, but <laughs> whatever. But. <laughs> what would your movie be called? What would your movie be called? Uh, uh, Anaconda Part 2. You're a liar. Oh, my gosh. Part 2. <laughs> You're a liar. Anaconda Part 2. Uh, deep, deep Blue Ocean. 
Deep what? Deep blue ocean. Deep blue ocean. Goodbye, sir. So weird. Goodbye, sir. What's the moral of the story? I mean, the moral of the story is I just wish that they would tell more about what they do in the business world. I'm telling you, man. Yeah, that, that tape might have got them the spark, but you don't build the kind of billion-dollar empire that the Kardashian Jenners have just because of a sex tape. Yeah. I think we know that. It could have just went away after that, but, you know, it was a catalyst for them. So, yeah. Listen, my I would say my takeaway from all of this is, you know, you do what you want. I think a lot of people have uh, put whatever content they want out there. People have had things uploaded, so... If you can make it into something, do it. If you don't want to do that, you don't have to. It's your body. It's your parts. So, do you. All right. Well, we got rumors on the way? Yes. Let's talk about Dame Dash versus Jay-Z and Rockefeller and this lawsuit over a reasonable doubt NFT. What's the real T? All right. We'll get into that next. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. This is the Rumor Report with Angela Yee on The Breakfast Club. Finally, The Breakfast Club has used their power for some good. Now, NLE Chopper celebrated Father's Day with the song Letter to My Daughter, and we actually showcased the song early on Friday before it came out on Sunday. And fortunately, after showcasing this song, NLE Chopper was able to see his daughter. Here's what he had to say on live. On Friday, June 18th, it was a preview of the song that I dropped today. DJ Envy can confirm, and people who heard it on the radio can confirm. With that being said, I got this invitation to Clover's birthday party on the same day. It wasn't a diss. If anybody say it was a diss, y'all must ain't heard diss songs. Because if anything, I'm dissing my damn self. Shout out to DJ Envy, Charlamagne, Angela Yee, all y'all. Thank y'all. Because without y'all, bro, I would have never got the invitation. Well, salute to NLE Chop. I like that young Shout man. And, and I right. like his evolution. I've seen a lot of intentional growth from that brother over the years. He's been doing the work. So salute to that young man. All right. Now, Ace Hood, in the meantime, has been having his own issues. He said his child's mother won't let the children see, uh, see him because of money on Father's Day. And she responded. Here's what he said. Oh. Today, I do not have my kids. And the reason I do not have my children today is because the mother of my children wants her story to be right, which means her story in her mind is that uh, I am not a good father. Uh, my children don't want to spend time with me. Uh, I don't support the kids. Also, I'm never there for the children. So that's her story in her mind. And she wants to tear me down also as a person. All of this is because of money. It's because she see me further in myself. Wow. That You know, it's really unfortunate during this uh, period of time when people, it's Father's Day, a lot of people want to see their kids. If you have issues with the children's mother, mm-hmm. uh, sometimes that's just not possible. And, you know, she did uh, respond as well. And that man owed me $95,000 mm-hmm. and he up here talking about it's about money. Antoine, I've been had a house. Both of my cars is paid. You know what that could have did? I could have went into preterm labor if I was weak, but... I know the truth, and the facts are the facts. So at the end of the day, for you and your wife to do that for a check for love and hip-hop, that is sad. And Mona, baby, you don't even have a storyline, baby, with them two without me. And then he had the audacity to say, I'm mad he's flourishing. Antoine, you didn't have not one show before the pandemic. Now all of a sudden you get a PPP loan for $144,000. I'm jealous of you flourishing. 
<laughs> okay. Well. Baby mama, baby daddy drama is horrible. It is the worst, I man. I thank God I don't oh have those gosh. issues, man. It is Lord the worst. Mercy. Goodness gracious. Now, here's some other drama. Dame Dash versus Rockefeller. Rockefeller filed a lawsuit against him for trying to auction off Jay-Z's Reasonable Doubt album as an NFT. Now, following that news, Damon Dash told TMZ that Rockefeller's lawsuit is inaccurate. He's not trying to sell Jay-Z's album, but his share of Rockefeller. He said that in March, Jay-Z tried to buy his one-third share at a price that he deemed unacceptable. So now he's looking for a new buyer. He said under the terms of the deal with a potential buyer, the buyer would buy my share of Rockefeller records and Jay-Z will have exclusive administration rights. So that's the situation. He said it's not an NFT deal. All right, keeping up with the Kardashians reunion, what did we learn from part two of this reunion? Well, one thing we learned was Kris Jenner was discussing Caitlyn Jenner's transition and how she handled it. How did you get through that period of your life? When you have kids and these girls being so young and you don't want to share your feelings with everybody because you're so confused. So, you know, you just go to take a shower and cry in the shower and have a martini and you know start over the next day so but i learned a lot along the way i think i was so naive and uneducated and i realized that i was not considering what caitlin was really feeling at the time now another thing was discussed was chloe kardashian forgiving Tristan Thompson because he cheated on her right before she gave birth to her daughter. True, they are back together. And according to the show, he worked really hard to get back into her and the family's good graces. But what happened with Jordan, right? Jordan was Kylie's uh, former best friend, Jordan Wood. She was accused of having some type of tryst with Tristan Thompson. Well, here is what Chloe had to say about forgiving Jordan. I personally don't talk to her, but I think she's doing really well in her personal life. I don't have any grudge against Jordan. I think people make mistakes, people live and they learn, and I forgive both parties. How could I forgive Tristan and not Jordan? That sounds, you know, asinine in my you opinion. You do forgive her. I forgive Jordan, or else I would be a prisoner in my life. Do you think she'll ever be invited back into your the inner circle of the family? I have told Kylie um, intimately that I would genuinely not care whatsoever if Kylie wants to be her friend again. Oh, parking. All I, right. I wonder if they would have all that drama around them if they didn't have a reality show. Like, what is that mean? really their life? Or, or is it just more drama because it's always a storyline going? Well, you never know. We'll it never seems know. like a storyline because you would never invite somebody back in that you thought was messing with your your, your boyfriend, right? No but, way in hell. But it's just always Yeah, but I guess if you forgive happening. him, then how do you not forgive her? You can forgive her, but you still don't want that energy around you or want her in your house. You can forgive somebody, but just don't want them near you, right? But she said if she wanted to be friends with Kylie still, she wouldn't have an issue with that. She's mm. moved on from it. All right, well, that is your rumor report. All right, thank you, Miss Yee. All right, uh, shout out to everybody that uh, went out to the seminar we did over the weekend. I just want to say thank you, guys. We had about... Uh, Due to protocols, we can only have a limited amount, but now that's opened up. So for the next ones, we can open it right up. So I just want to say shout out to everybody that came out to North Carolina. We had a great time. I gave you guys a lot of information and shout out to everybody that went to Stats uh, Restaurant after for Daddy's uh, Father's Day brunch. So shout out to everybody that came out. All right. Now, shout out to Revolt. We'll see you guys tomorrow. Everybody else, the People's Choice mixes up next. Get your request in. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Your mornings will never be the same. 
Hey, it's Angela Yee. Don't let weak hair hold you back. Carol's Daughter's Goddess Strength Collection supports hair as it gets longer for hair that's 15 times stronger after one use. Available at carolsdaughter.com and your local retailer. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Now, uh, shout to Stephanie Mills for joining us this morning. Salute to Stephanie Mills, and I hope that Swiss and Tim, you know, get that versus right, and I hope that Stephanie wants to do it because the Stephanie Mills Shaka Khan versus would be incredible. Did you just trill your R? I think did. I did. <laughs> he did, he did. It's Caribbean Heritage Month, man. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Right? I don't know that, I don't know that we trill our R's. Oh. I think that's more of a Latino thing. Oh. What the accent is that? What's O? <laughs> this is awful. That is horrible. All right. When we come back, positive notice to Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. Hopefully, all the fathers had a great Father's Day out there. You got a, a perfect gift or you just had some peace for the weekend. Hopefully, you guys did. Mm-hmm. Now, you got a positive note, Charlamagne? Hold on one and I do want to shout out to my um, Drink Fresh Juice company. We're doing a live today with Coach Jesse. We picked our five winners who are going to be doing this detox with us. We're sending them everything oh, for free. Oh, oh, you know, oh. the juices keep on selling out, so we're trying to get a production, another production order in. It's been, uh, you know, it's been a little bit of a, a thing trying to figure out how many we need to make so that we're not left with stuff left over, but we are going to be going live today with with Coach Jesse. We have a whole team of us doing this detox together. So if you did the detox or you want to learn more, you can join us at 630. All right. That's right. And listen, man. Um, listen, man. Yes, this is the positive note, and it's really simple. Uh, knowledge is power. Information is liberating. Education is the premise of progress in every society and every family. So go out there and get some education today about something. Breakfast Club, bitches! We all finished or y'all done?